Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I remember the first year we started school. You know, we started school September 1974. I ran my training center. And that year we just graduated 58 students. And we had school over in Sheridan Road Assembly. And in November of 1974, I was awakened. At 5.45, I still got it. Didn't have all these little tape recorders in, all these little hand things that we got now. And, and I kept a pad and a pencil because the Lord was speaking to me very often now. And at 5.45, I was awakened just like somebody nudged me. And I woke up, you know, recognized the Lord awakened me and said, what is it? And he began to talk to me. I wrote it down, 5.45. He said, a crunch is coming. Now, what it was, was the recession of 75. I knew what he meant. Finally, a crunch is coming, but it'll not affect you like it affects others if you do what I tell you to do. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today, we continue the series, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan. Learn to lay aside desires that aren't from God and pursue God's plan for your life. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Let the prophets speak two or three. The gospel, the revelation of the gospel had already come to the Gentiles. That's not what they're bringing. They're not bringing the revelation of the gospel, are they? Because Paul said he'd already brought that to them. Wonder what kind of revelation that they were bringing. If anything be revealed to another that setteth by, let him hold his peace. You see, the Holy Ghost has given us the New Testament. Now, for instance, he gave us the four Gospels. John himself said, I suppose that if everything Jesus said and did was written, that the world itself couldn't contain the books. But why do you suppose the Holy Ghost give us what he did give us? He got over to us what he wanted us to get. You know, I suppose really, you know, because you take the Acts of the Apostles. Luke's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Spends really most of his time, tell the truth about talking about Paul's ministry. And he's an eyewitness to it as he traveled with his company. But you know, Paul wasn't the only one preaching, was he? The other apostles were preaching too. We don't hear about them. But see, why did the Holy Ghost just single out certain ones? Because they were greater? No. There are certain things he wanted us to see. He wanted us to see his plan, his purpose. Amen. All right, let's go back to the Acts of the Apostles, and we'll see another class, if you want to call it that, of prophet. And they were very, prophets were very plenteous in the New Testament church. Now look at the 11th chapter of Acts. We claim we're in the same church, same head, same ministry, should have. Now look at the 27th verse, 11th chapter of Acts. And in those days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. Well, you go back and read in the Acts of the Apostles, and the only ministry you ever read about in Jerusalem was the Apostles' ministry. See, of course, this happened a number of years later. Yet there came prophets. That's plural, isn't it? I said, isn't it? There came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And there stood up one of them, one of the prophets, named Agabus. I remember said, let two or three of the prophets speak, and let the others judge, the other prophets judge. And if anything be revealed to one that said it by, let the first hold his peace. But there stood up one of them named Agabus, stood up evidently in their service, and signified by the Spirit, he signified by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth or drought throughout all the world. When the New Testament uses the word world, it's not talking about all the earth. 
Understand how the New Testament uses the word world. Now, he's not talking about a drought that's coming the whole world wide. He's talking about the world they knew, which, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did, and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas. Now, what was his revelation? Was his revelation a revelation concerning uh, the gospel of Jesus? No. About what's coming so the church could get ready for it. Now, we ought to have, you see, it can come sometime through the prophet's ministry or through the word and honor. But, but I, I think one thing, you know, folks get into trouble. I remember the first year we started school. You know, we started school September 1974. I, I ran my training center. And that year we just graduated 58 students. And we had school over in Sheridan Road Assembly. And in November of 1974, I was awakened. At 5 4th, I still got it. Didn't have one of these little tape recorders in, you know, these little hand things I've got now. And, and I kept a pad and a pencil because the Lord was speaking to me very often now. And at 5 45, I was awakened just like somebody nudged me. And I woke up, you know, recognized the Lord awakened me and said, What is it? And he began to talk to me. I wrote it down, 5 45. He said, A crunch is coming. Now, what it was was the recession of 75. I knew what he meant. Finally, a crunch is coming, but it will not affect you like it affects others if you do what I tell you to do. Now, first off, he said, and I just wrote it down. One, one main employee said, let him go right now. Another one put him over in another, and I didn't have anything to do with it. Buddy ran out. I, I wouldn't go over there sometimes three or four months at a time. And then he said, how many was it? Let, let so many go. Seventeen, I think. Employees go. You do it today. So I went over there and met with him and said, I, I'm sorry to tell you, but I've got this word from God. He said, the crunch is coming and it won't affect you if you'll do what I tell you, like it will others, if you'll do what I tell you to do. And we did it. We did it. And it didn't affect us. I've had him several times. You see, here's a drought. It's going, to affect, it's going to affect Christians as well as the rest of the world. I've had him several times to tell me a recession coming, not a depression, a recession. Get ready for it. And we got ready for it. Then you see, we weren't hurt. We weren't hurt financially like others. Now, see, that oughtn't just to happen to me. I mean, though we've all got the Holy Ghost in us, but especially ministers, you, you ought to have the word of knowledge operating in you, every one of you pastors. That wouldn't make you a prophet. You've got to have other abilities besides the word of knowledge, which brings revelation. From the time I was baptized in the Holy Ghost and spoke in other tongues, the word of knowledge began to operate in me. And as a pastor, it operated in me. I don't want to, I guess this comes to mind because of excellent over here, and I don't want to embarrass him, and I don't think it'll embarrass him, it might help somebody. 1947, he got saved. And, and, and he hadn't been saved two weeks, just two-week-old baby. And, and I'm shaving, you know, in the bathroom. And the, the, the Spirit of God said to me, I want you to go restore excellent. Two weeks old. Said he got mad. Uh, they were building a building down there on the main street of town, him and his partner. Said he got mad on the job yesterday and cursed. And he thinks I don't love him anymore because he lost his temper. And he, he had, a, because of falling one time, he had a back injury and said he, he can't get out of bed today. I want you to go restore him. And so I come out of the bathroom about half shaved because my wife had a bill of groceries for me to get. And I said, uh, honey, I, I, I've got to do this first. The Lord told me to go restore Exton. And she said, all right, because she's used to things like that. I'll go get the groceries later. And about that time, Clara wrote, drove up in front of the parsonage and came in to cry because she had prayed and prayed for him to get saved. You know, now he's got saved. And so she said, now don't tell Exton I came by here. He'd be mad about it. 
But he's home in bed, you know. That old back injury came back on him and said, he got mad yesterday on the job and lost his temper. And some of the men said he cursed. Said, and, and we both began to laugh. I said, well, I just told my wife that 10 minutes ago. Sure, I'm going out there. I won't have to tell him that. She said, well, I've never been. I said, go, go to the side door. He's there. So I went to the side door, knocked on the door. And a man's voice said, come in. When I opened the door and he saw it was me, he covered up his head. And I just went and knelt by the bed, started crying just like he's crying. Bible said, weep with them that weep. Rejoice with them that rejoice. And I just started crying, pulling the cover off. He's trying to hold it. But you see that back end, you come up and, and he's hurting so he can't hold the cover. And I finally pulled the cover off his head, put my arm under his shoulder, lifted him up and just held him in my arms and said, Exxon, we're not going to let the devil have you. See, if we had the spirit of God moving in our churches, we wouldn't lose near so many people. And we ought to have God wants to restore. Did you hear me? Ministries, people. We don't expect the Holy Ghost to manifest himself every way he ever has. That's not a prophet's ministry. I was just a pastor. I wasn't a prophet. I didn't stand in that office. But I had the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost reveals things. I said, we're not going to let the devil have you. And he, he cried even more. He said, Brother Hagin said, I, I always was high-tempered. Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> I was too. I was always high-tempered. And I just lost my temper. Said some of the men said, I curse you. If I did, I don't know it. You know, you can get so mad you know what you did. And he said, uh, I told Claire, you know, I've I missed it. God don't love me anymore. I'm not going to church anymore. I said, yes, you are. We're not going to let the devil have you. And he said, oh, my back hurts so bad. I, I injured it, you know, in a fall some time ago. Fell off a scaffold or something, you know. And I just laid one hand on his back, one hand on his front. And said, Lord, you love him and I love him. And just prove to you love him. You know, he's just a baby. Just heal him right now. The power of God healed him. And he said, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. He said, you know, the, and a different kind of cry now. I said, the Lord does love me, don't I? I said, sure he does, sure he does. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Well, about a month later, I'm shaving. The Lord said, I don't know why I get so much of shaving. <laughs> the Lord said, I want you to go restore Exxon. He got mad again. So we got him restored. Praise God. Never had to anymore. Well, he's still living for God. That don't mean he's been perfect any more than I have or you have. But 40 years later, he's here. See, all them tales I tell are really so. <laughs> I mean, there's evidence. <laughs> Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Well, while I'm at it, might as well tell you this. One of my deacons lived out there close to them. And he come to the parsonage that second time I had to go out there, you know, within a month to, to, to restore him. He said, uh, this, this deacon come to the parsonage, got out of the car, just a bawling like a big baby. I told somebody, Brother Hagin don't like me. He don't ever come to see me. I saw him out there in Exodus two times the last month. He don't ever come to see me. I said, yeah, and there's another little verse right under that. I'm not coming either, you big baby. <laughs> said, you get up and testify, save 1919. Well, this is 1947. 29, 39, 49. He's almost 29. He's, he's about 29 years old, almost in the Lord. He ought to have somebody come to visit him. He ought to be out visiting others himself. That's what he said, train them so they'll be able to work for God, workers. Amen? Amen? No, I said, you big baby, I'm not about to come to visit you either. You ought to have anybody to have to come to visit you. Actually, just a, two weeks old in the Lord, just a baby, a month old. You ought to be out helping me visit them so that they're home sitting around a ball and crawling because I don't come to see you. I'm not coming to see you. 
He's a 49-year-old man. He got in his car and burned a rubber half a block, like, like a teenager. I mean, he's mad. He burned a rubber and I just stood there and laughed. Just stood there and laughed. About three days later, he came. He got out of the car. I could knew it was different. I mean, his head was down. He came and said, Brother Hagin, you were right. And I got to telling the Lord about you and said, he is tougher on me than you were. <laughs> he said, you were right. I'm the biggest baby in the church. Well, thank God was able to help him. Amen. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the series you've been listening to today in book form, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the two-disc CD series, Decisions Determine Destiny by Ken Hagan. Both dynamic resources are just $19.95. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Hey, my men's conference is coming up. Uh, November 1 through 3. It is going to be a great time. Yes. We've got all kinds of things planned. I'll be speaking. Keith Hudson and David Vasquez will be speaking. We've got about nine different workshops dealing with the real issues that men face every day in their life. And you want to come, you want to be here. Hey, ladies, get your husband here. Make it a gift to him. You can go on on our web and page sign and find up. sign up and find That's out right. everything that is there. Just go there. Call today to get this month's special offer. The two CD set from Ken Hagen, Decisions Determine Destiny, and the book Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagen. This special offer is just $19.95. Call now. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of the series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.